Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Steve, how was your house move? Tiring. I think I used muscles I've, uh, I didn't know I had. Or if I did have really? them, most of them, I did have, have, if I did have arms. them, they're gone. Yeah, I've got no arms. Your legs, for instance. <laughs> You've got, no, got arms. no arms. After the move, or has that just always been the case? No, I just don't believe in having guns in the house. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Lucas, how was your house move? Uh, what, three years ago? Yeah. Was that Good. Right? Yeah, I took two full weeks off work, really like, really took my time, really did it properly. Have yeah. you only been in that house for three years? Mm, yep. So you'd only been there about six months when we started recording this podcast? Mm, yep. Huh. <laughs> why, is, why is that surprising? Well, it's just surprising. Hello, and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us during season four, which is called Is It Rad In Your Head? a critical analysis of the history, cultural impact, and music of Radiohead. We're going through their entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're of course asking, is it rad in your head? And to be clear, we're asking, is it rad in your head in regards to the band Radiohead, not is it rad in your head in regards to this, the fourth season of our podcast, which is called Is It Rad in Your Head, and which is now in your head. Uh, I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm a sweaty music nerd. Uh, I love the artistry, the emotion, and also the context that surrounds music. With me, as always, is someone who has said they do not care about art or critique, does not often relate personally to music, but does love it when he can smell nice sounds heading his way. Uh, it's Lucas Way. I'm also sweaty. In the middle of that, we have someone who can appreciate context, art, and subject matter, but at the same time does not necessarily find it to be the be-all and end-all, and in fact, can't smell at all. It's Steve Murphy. Uh, I'm not sweaty, I'm pretty fresh, uh, and I have to keep that at all times. Uh, because I can't smell, I'm terrified mm. that people will leave me. 
Okay. Hey guys, how's it going? Adam, you're looking... sort of sets up our personalities there. You're looking good, Adam. You had a nice haircut. Uh, I did this myself. Uh, There's actually some uh, blending going on at the sides here, because this is grade three on the sides and more of a grade six And a complete knot right the way up. All the way up, nearly to the back of the head there. (laughs) (laughs) Really just on the sides. Awful. Mm. And of course, I've shaved the, uh, the beard as well, because I desperately don't want to go... To the meetup that's currently being planned on Twitter oh. for all of our listeners that have the beards. People that have beards. <laughs> what? Sorry, because yeah, well, you're not because invited. You've got to get on Twitter today. <laughs> you've got to get on the Twitter. Um, what constitutes a beard? It's probably a uh, facial hair on your chin, stubble end. I, and I beard suppose begin. your wife, Lucas. <laughs> That's a good that's joke. Good. Uh, we're that's going through joke. the entire discography of Muse tribute act Radiohead. <laughs> Last week we talked about their debut album Pablo Honey, and this week we're going to look at their live VHS tape, live at the Astoria. The way that we cover things like this typically on this podcast is to do an audio commentary for them, a kind of watch along. So if you know if you're listening to this and you want to pop in the VHS if you've got it, the DVD if you've got it, or if you want to go to the link that's in the show notes on the Radiohead Public Library, uh, you can you can do that and you can sync it up. We'll go three, two, one, play. Not yet. And if you play it at the same time as us, you can watch along. You can listen to this in your headphones. It'd be great. We're also going to cover a little video after the story today, which will also be, have a link in the show notes. If you don't want to like watch along, that's fine. These episodes tend to be pretty tangential. Anything that I describe or we describe from the video, we'll also describe. So you're not going to be that lost. You can just put this on and enjoy it as a normal episode. Or we'll just go, look at that, and then talk about something else. We have been known <laughs> to just go, oh, wow, and mm, then move on. Yeah, we'll try not to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Uh, th- I think there's lots to talk about on, on this DVD. I assume neither of you have seen it. No. It's on my screen. Well, I've seen it. I can see it. You've seen the first two seconds. I know that yeah, because we have, it, there's yeah. an autoplay issue on, on this one where yeah. you've got to, you can't pause and then drag. You've got to drag them pause. It's an important note for listeners. Mm. Um, this is also your first experience with the Radiohead Public Library. It is. Is this like a bit, is this a big thing? It kind of is. Uh, like they're one of the first bands to do it. Like the, the, they've just put everything they've ever done online for free. <laughs> everything. Pretty much. It's separated into eras. It's got like all the artwork from that era, some promo photos. It's got a bunch of live gigs that are all pro shots. Some of them are bootlegs. Um, it's got the songs. It's got the B-sides. It's, yeah, everything. From what I understand, it doesn't have Pop is Dead on there. It does not have Pop mm. is Dead Pop. on it. It's the only thing it doesn't have. Pop. Oh, no. Pop is Dead is not on there. <laughs> uh, with that in mind, shall we just sort of... Uh, Bloody, Get on with watching bloody, the bloody thing. Bloody do it, yeah. All right. Bloody. All right. Three. I'm going to set your volume on the player down a bit as well. Yeah, yeah, Remember all of this, guys. Remember all of this. Are we ready? Three, two, a one, a bloody play. <laughs> okay. A bloody boom. Oh. <laughs> no, it's too loud. It's way too loud. Uh, okay. I have to go the smallest smidge up from silent. Yeah, well, same. I'm going to be shouting for this whole thing because you want this gig to be loud. Uh, it was filmed on May 27th, 1994. They're, of course, opening with the opening track of Pablo Honey. You! Yes, me. That's right. Um, it's weird that they'd name a song Adam Scott Glasspool. It's, it's odd. And it's yet odd. here we are. Yeah. It makes me feel very seen 
though. Um, this 1994 tour runs from February 21st to August 27th, 1994, encompasses 37 shows, takes in the UK, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, Hong Kong, and it's all like this kind of size venue. So, so this is how Radiohead. many? How many? This band is Radiohead. Radiohead. How many people is this? <laughs> About two thousand. The Astoria. Huh. They look. I mean, they look young, don't they? Because Do you know I, why, Steve? No, I reckon it's because they're younger than they are now. Yeah, <laughs> you're oh, picking on. up on the fact that they're young. Is that Ed on there? Uh, stage yeah. right. Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. the billowy that's shirt? Stage left. Stage, stage left. That's stage right. Oh, it's stage right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ap- apologies. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, apologies. Is apologies. that the billowy shirt, the pirate shirt you described? It's the puffy shirt. Okay. Yes, yeah. from Seinfeld. Yeah, okay. it is. It is. Good. He's looking great. Obviously, I wonder if that's the shirt that made Tom think you've got to be in the band. Oh yeah. That's it might right. be. Yeah. It yeah, might be that. Which one's shirt. stage right and stage left? If you're looking if you're at the standing audience, standing on the stage. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the audience. That's your left and right. Yeah. And he's stage left. Nope. He's stage right. He is to Tom's right. Yes. Yes. There's good? Johnny giving some big crunches. Um, you might have noticed Johnny's wrist brace on his right arm. Oh, yeah. What's happened? <laughs> because of the incredibly aggressive way he plays guitar. He's actually he's hurt a repetitive strain injury. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and now has I mean, to... Uh, he has ten to minutes into their career, though. I know. But <laughs> don't forget, they did something like 130 gigs the year before this. Yeah. Which I suppose is like a, th- a third of the year. More than a third of the year, right? If you spend a third of the of your year, like, aggressively cranking your wrist up and down... Well, he didn't, because he didn't play the guitar 24 hours of those days, did he? Yeah, he did. He did, yeah. He probably only played guitar for, like, not even a percent of the year. Famously, they'd, even they'd finish the gig. The they'd finish the gig and yeah. he'd just have to keep playing. He's uh, that much yeah, of a musician. Yeah, yeah. That um, and they were, you know, like, writing and recording and rehearsing, I suppose. I reckon at least 1% of the year, surely. Nice. I don't know. What is 1% of a year? Find out. Well, Lucas, find out. Find well, out. it's 365 times 24. Yeah. Yeah. Divided by 100. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's eighty-seven hours of playing guitar. Yeah, yeah, easy because a gig is two. Yeah, exactly. Well, in this case, it, actually, gigs around this time are about one hour and five minutes. But you know, eighty-six gigs, you covered. You covered. You covered. And that's not even taking into account, you know, playing guitar for leisure. He played guitar for over one percent of the year. <laughs> that doesn't sound <laughs> impressive, does it? It doesn't. Not, <laughs> no, not really. Um, something very handy, just in case you are sort of like listening to the 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 mix and all that stuff. You're trying to figure out who's playing what. Uh, Tom is right down the middle. Uh, Johnny is mixed to the right, and Ed is mixed to the left. Stage right or stage left? Uh, as you are looking at the stage, as though you were stood there. And Ed, if Ed's on your left, his guitar is is in the left-hand uh, cup. Song's called Bones. <laughs> song's called Bones. Do they preview any songs off uh, the bends? You tell me at this point. I probably won't be able to remember. No? No? Yeah, I mean, you just... What did you say the song was called? Bones. Hmm. Okay. okay yeah. This is off the of bends. So it's from the bends. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> this song's called Bones. Adam, is any song off? <laughs> Do they play Bones tonight? <laughs> to be fair, I, I suppose um, that you're at the point in, in listening to the Bends, Lucas, where you haven't really looked at like names and stuff like that. You've just got it on. Or have yeah. you even started it? 
It's fine. Yeah, I'm just listening to it. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I don't yeah, remember yeah, the names. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bones. One of them is called mean, Bones. They pretty much have this, right? And this is a year before the Benz comes out. But they also had songs around this time that they finished in like 2010 or something, right? Is that right? Isn't there a song uh, that ends yeah, up on like of. King of Limbs or something like that? Nude. Do I know You're that? About nude. Is it nude? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, on, on the next album cycle, they'll start playing a song that ends up on a moon-shaped pool. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> um, this song obviously premiered on this tour uh, on the first night, February the 21st, uh, 1994. Um, let's talk about the lighting, guys. It's all blue, blue. isn't it? <laughs> and red. Oh. No, just blue. At the moment, it's well, blue. Sometimes oh, it's oh, red. Oh, the red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah blue and red. It's just, like, not lit like most live films. I don't know, mate. This seems um, pretty fucking sick. Most of them would, like, Please. use spotlights so you could um, yeah. see the performers, They've I suppose. They've just gone for a wash. They've just <laughs> yeah. gone for a nice red wash and a nice blue wash. It's it, it's because they refused. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and they, like, something they continue for most of their career and causes issues later down the line with like TV <laughs> producers and people like that yeah. is they refuse to have lighting states that aren't good for the people who are visiting the show. <laughs> I guess they don't give a fuck about like broadcasting live sets. It's about the show for the people there. Indeed, this is their only live film uh, that was like officially released. Oh, so the rest this is their just... only live DVD. The rest are shots from like, oh, this is DVD. Yes, it is. Wait, yeah. it's a VHS. Wait, so what? What are we gonna have for the rest of them? Pro shots from festivals. Pro shots that Radio Jahead just have and uploaded online. Um, some of them will be bootlegs. Some of them will be bootlegs that people filmed with multiple cameras, edited together, and then Radiohead saw the project and went, "Here's a soundboard recording of the gig you can have to use." Um, there's lots of really interesting then, sort of things. I hope like they that. then said, "Here's some money, also." No, no, no. No, but they're still giving away. Stingy cunts. Stingy cunts. Yeah, stingy cunts. (laughs) They've uploaded everything they've ever released for free. (laughs) Stingy Stingy cunts. Stingy. (laughs) Uh, This is Ripcord, which is obviously from Pablo Honey. It is. The changes in energy are so much more effective live, I think. And there's Tom being his proper little dramatic boy self. Little dramatic boy self. Look at how small that shirt is. I was is. just thinking it. Come on, Mate, Johnny. This is what I said oh on God. the last episode. It, they're not crop tops, but <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty close. Especially uh, like like Johnny. There's some shots from behind Johnny where like his T-shirt doesn't reach all the way down to his jeans. Yeah, it's like halfway up his back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's wearing a Captain America again, T-shirt. It's got to be because of the way that like he plays guitar, right? I mean, it's also got to be the fact that it's literally probably a kid's Captain America t-shirt because at the time so? well at the he, time like took his, uh, adult, uh, adults wouldn't be getting wouldn't they wouldn't be producing adult t-shirts for Captain America would they so he's probably I reckon probably, they were do you reckon yeah just not in such large quantities you couldn't get them at Primark mm, yes but you could also get a Metallica t-shirt at Primark now couldn't you or I reckon he bought that t-shirt from Primark and that's why the size is so wrong do you reckon <laughs> yeah or it was I the right size it off of a teddy bear yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. famously Primark not good for sizes guys are they not? Nah. Oh. I, I, I only buy designer fashion. Total dice mm. roll. Jorge from Azdar. 
I mean, I think I bought my first thing from Primark the other day that I have in years. I bought a Hawaiian shirt because I'm going to Ooh, Hawaii. Look, oh, oh, why would surely you buy one there? Yeah. Are you going to come no, home with it? Will cost you seven hundred pounds in Hawaii. Yeah, I just bought a cheap one from Primark and I'll wear it once. You got to come home with an authentic Hawaiian shirt. When I went to Hawaii, which by the way is one of the worst places you can visit in the world, enjoy your honeymoon. Uh, I came home with a ukulele. Hmm. Why is it one of the worst places to visit? Oh, uh, boring, mate. Well, boring. There's a what's that mean? Ukulele, right? Just nothing there. to do. Which See I think I quite like now. What, just to... really nice, like just really nice to look at. You'd, yeah, you'd like I doing quite like nothing to just lie on the beach and now. just drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm but not I didn't lie on the beach. 16, and I, you know, mm. uh, and I don't have to be drunk to enjoy my life. Uh, I just mean like just go and see the nice. Nature. I have like to, go and see a nice hill. I have to be drunk to enjoy life around you. Uh, uh, a nice hill. Mm. Yeah. Do you mean a mountain? No. Mountains. Okay. No. It can just be a hill. Well, I mean, you see some volcanoes, right, in Hawaii? Maybe. Oh, maybe. He's being coy about it. <laughs> well, there's only one active maybe volcano. He'll go there's see only one active volcano. Maybe he won't. I took a helicopter ride above the active volcano. It was really boring. Oh, <sighs> Stop trying to put me off my honeymoon. Was it because it didn't erupt? <laughs> How old yeah, were you I at the time? We Sixteen. Is that an age? Did you just want to go and do shit? Yeah, pretty much. You wanted to like go on some rides. Yeah, maybe we had done it like before we went to California to go to Disneyland and stuff. So maybe I was just anticipating that. And guess what? California is the worst place you can go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, wait, no, just LA. California, other nice parts. Oh, San Francisco is lovely. Well, I'm going to San Francisco as well. Oh, lovely. That'd be nice. Only for two days. Ripcord, good energy, live. Big apology from Tom, obviously. Sure, yeah. Um, a whole lot of energy. And then you've got, I've forgotten his name on base already, Colin? Colin just stood Te- Teddy stood still with his ponytail. Now I don't want to keep Yo. going on about their appearance, but I'm gonna uh, ponytail. We will we will get into the hair. He looks I mean, like there's lots to say about the hair. He looks like right? a diehard villain. He does look like a diehard villain. Like yes, hen- yes, he does. One of the ones that dies early on. He looks like the sort of character that Charlie Day is playing in Lethal Weapon Five episode when he plays like a henchman with the long blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, same vibe. Um, another song and off the bends. Yes, this is Black Star, which yeah. is missing its intro. Goes straight into the uh, the verse. But obviously, May nineteen ninety four, when this was filmed, they'd been rehearsing and recording the bends with John Lecky since like February, or at least John Lecky was involved since February nineteen ninety four. Um, and th- at this point, this is really new. Like this was first played on May the thirteenth, so it's it's like a couple of weeks old at this point. So remind me where Guys. this comes in the timeline. Sorry, so Pablo Honey's released when? Uh, February twenty second, nineteen ninety three. Right, and then so we, yeah. just over a year later, yeah, this is played on the nineteen ninety four tour, okay. and then a year after this, the Benz is released. God, yeah. So it's so... almost exactly between Pablo Honey and the Benz. Go. Okay. Uh, just to go back onto the subject of Hawaii, Tom's t-shirt says Hawaii on it. Does it, though? Yeah. What yeah. a coincidence. I know. I think it says, like, Hawaii 78 or something. 
Well, it's one of those T-shirts you buy from Georgia Asda that just says like, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that how it's pronounced? Venice oh, Beach, eighteen eight, not eighteen. So, Wouldn't be an eighteen. Adam, what did you? How did you think? Venice Beach, sixty-two, and you're like, yeah, that's a vibe, and it's just from Georgia <laughs> Asda, and it costs three pound fifty. How did you think Georgia Asda was pronounced, Adam? Uh, Jorge Bazda. <laughs> it does sound better, to be fair. It sounds more. <laughs> that's what you were doing earlier. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes together. I really like how happy they are to just drop it down to just bass drums and vocals. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be... I, I want to talk about these songs more than anything on Earth, uh, mm. but I can't. Well, we're not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. This song... We've not heard them What's yet. this? We've not heard, this is the first time we've heard these songs ever. Yeah. <laughs> Bones and Blackstar. I've never In heard the them canon. before. Who? Blackstar, no, Who? No, of course, aren't. famously covered mm. by... Um, Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, you built a whole. What? This is no, one of what? your favourite David Bowie songs, isn't it? Yeah. What? Hang on. What? That's this not is right. Blackstar covered yeah, by David not, Bowie. And it's not the same song, mate. I think it is same title. Exactly. It's got the same title. Yeah. Same song. Prove prove me now that it's not the same song. Prove me now. Right. Prove me uh, wrong. This is Blackstar. Yep. Yeah. Uh, go and listen to the other Blackstar. Can't now. No. Refuse. Yeah. No. <laughs> Wall. You've been denied. Yep. <laughs> Fake news. You've got no proof. <laughs> There's nowhere to know. There's nowhere to find out. So this is the first time we, I've really seen the blonde hair, apart from googling image, Google image searching the oh, of course, the video. I, okay, the hair, the, the five worst haircuts I've ever seen in my life. Hey, come on, Tom. Short, but somehow still long, <laughs> bleached blonde. Well, I mean, it's a classic bowl, isn't it? It's not a bowl. It's like your standard, like it's like a fourteen-year-old boy's like long first long hair, you know, yeah. when they just let it grow. Oh, it's creep. <laughs> it is by Radiohead. Creep. Um, pretty early in the set for their biggest song, <laughs> and also we're yeah. It's not like they opened with it. It's not like they're going to close with it. No. It's like what fifth? Yeah, fifth. Yeah. So by this point, uh, they'd wanted to kind of wheedle out. People who just wanted to hear Creep. Yeah. Uh, on the Pablo Honey tour the previous year, and particularly, especially during the US leg of that tour, people would hear them play Creep and then just leave. Uh, so they started putting it later and later into the set and then thought, why are we appeasing these people? Yeah. So they start putting it earlier and earlier in the set so that those people can just fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah, the people who paid to go to the gig went, saw Creep, and then went, nah? Yeah, and, then, so. and that's what I just said. Yeah, so yeah. Just, just, just a if you weren't on your phone, you'd have heard it. Look, my wife is texting me from the shops <laughs> about food. Right. And we can't stop recording because this is a commentary. Yeah. So we have to just keep going. So this is all in, yeah. isn't it? And, and my wife, because I've got a wife now. My wife. is texting me to say what do you want for dinner from the shop okay what do you Great. want what do you want for dinner that's fine well i asked originally for a salad oh um oh. and then i text saying actually i've just realized i'm hungry so buy me a pizza mm, yes yes uh, i think there's a touch of that attitude in putting creep first at reading 20 uh 2009 as well but, but by yeah. that point they've not just got creep they've got a few other songs that would that, that people would stick around for, like Paranoid Android, and like yeah, that's true. That's but right. I do, you know, <laughs> I do, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, no yeah. surprises, yeah, maybe, which I don't think they even played. But it was uh, a surprise. They played Creep, so 
think it yeah, was. Yeah, so there was some surprises. Yeah, that's the Radiohead song, Some Surprises. <laughs> some alarms. I mean, it sounds great here. Like, I, uh, some alarms and some surprises. If you want. Uh, very, like, emotive vocals. They're not, like, he's not necessarily in tune the whole time. No. And it, it's reaching you, out to the crowd dramatically. You know, the, the feeling of the song, you know. Feeling for them. Look how much of his back you can see. <laughs> oh, but it works, doesn't it's, it? It, it, does it is work. weird to me. Like, like you say, he's like a weird guy, and he's all a bit like theatrical, and that seems strange to me because to me, he's like a little goblin who doesn't want to. Yeah, he's he's not. Even though I know he like dances and shit, for some reason in my head, Tom York is like a very just like just stand, wants to stand still and be in his little box and not engage and not be. Oh, he's an incredibly Outward. energetic. Performer. Yeah, I know. And that, it's, it's he's like that in it, real life, but because it doesn't, uh, yeah. it, it seems counter to what I would imagine him to be like—a very serious musician. He's going to hold mean, this like. in a very dramatic way as well. Oh, look, got the... Did you see how nuts the crowd were going as well? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what he's doing. It's making me sleepy. Is it? It's quite, it's quite relaxing. Well, I'm also very tired. Are you? <laughs> Is it because he's whispering? Is it like he's uh, lulling no, you to I'm, sleep? I'm, I'm jet lagged because the clocks went forwards one hour. Uh, yes, they did. You're jet lagged. So okay. I'm jet lagged. Yeah. Jet lagged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is weird. It's still being light at like 7 p.m. now. It, oh, it takes yeah. me like a couple of weeks to get right, used 6 to that. It happens so, twice yeah, it a is, year. But I was saying 7 p.m. because I was telling a realization I had yesterday, not talking about now. Mm. Right. It hasn't been 7pm yet today. Ever. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It has, Steve, somewhere. In fact, in uh, yeah. a number One of places. Second, in, fact, in, like, in like 12 different time zones ahead of us, it has been. Good point. Mm. That's, That's really a good, point, good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Times they are changing. That's I had, true. The, I had the realisation yeah. the other day that if you crossed the international dateline and, and lost a day of your life, so if you went west over the international dateline and literally lost a day of existence and skipped 24 hours ahead, which is what happens, right? Some, yeah, yeah. If you did that and then never returned from whence you came, mm. you've, just, you've just lost a day of your whole life forever. On your next birthday, you actually be a day off biologically. You know, could you keep doing it and live for a much longer time? No, Adam. No, because you can't. Oh, yeah. So if you just keep going around the wrong way around the world, no. or yeah. the right way around the world. Yeah, you could. I think you could. No, I disagree. Yeah, Adam disagrees, <laughs> and uh, Adam's uh, hosting this season. So, uh, yes, Adam. Yes, whatever you want. <laughs> Guys, it's the Benz. The Benz. Oh, they're playing a lot off the Benz. This is all spoilers. Uh, like- like Bones, this was debuted on the first night of this tour, February 21st, and they just, they have this one. This is pretty identical to what they end up doing. Yeah. There's Ed trying to get Johnny to rock out with him and he's ignored, so he goes back to his own oh. side of the stage. Oh. <laughs> Guys, should we start a band? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and we'll never play ever because we don't live near each other and okay, yeah, that we're all good. busy with our own I need lives to, and I'm about have to... other things and struggle and struggle just to schedule this podcast, let alone practicing in a band and then playing gigs. I'm about to sell my drums. So let's get a band before I sell the drums. Sell my drums. <laughs> what, your, my your analog, drums. what your your analog? What your analog? My kit. analog kit. Yeah. 
Like, oh, did you hear that little guitar bit? Yeah. A little bit with the, the kill switch and the whammy pedal. Oh, Lucas is going to do a kill switch engage joke, so. Kill switch, whammy pedal, anything to do, like kill switch engage or anything like that? They don't really use whammy pedals. They don't. No. no. Okay. It's not. They're, they're, they're more of a pinch harmonic sort of band. Yeah. Uh, has anybody seen Johnny's face yet? Uh, there, just then, no. just then, I saw it. It's some just there it there is, hair, yeah. though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he spends a lot of time looking down. He looks down at his guitar the whole time, and he's got yeah. this big floppy hair, even floppier than Thom's. <laughs> he looks like... Um, Thom. He looks like Cousin It from the Adam's Family. Well, no, yeah. his, is the next <laughs> the stage of, his is the next stage of a 16-year-old or 14-year-old boy growing his hair long for the first time. So Tom's your first ever, I'm going to cut, I'm I'm old enough that I can have autonomy in my hair choices and I'm going to grow it longer because I want to look like a cool boy. And yes. you grow it and it's just a pathetic little bowl sort of, because you don't style it, you just let it grow. Yeah. And that's what Tom looks like, except it's blonde. And then you let it grow a bit longer and you get what Johnny's got. Ed is like classic 80s Tom Cruise hair. <laughs> yeah. Veering into curtains. Phil hasn't shaved his head yet, but it's like super short. And yeah, Colin Pony, he looks like a drug dealer. He's got an Uzi. He looks like an arms dealer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. A little bit upper, <laughs> upper class arms dealer. Yeah. But isn't it, isn't it funny how like Ed and Johnny and Tom, super mobile about the stage and very energetic. And then Colin stood at the back next to the drum. Steady. Kit, the rhythm section still. is steady. Yeah. They're, they're locked not, in. Yeah. To be fair, they are uh, locked Before in. this next one, Steve, could could you just give me a time code that you're on, please? Uh, 2210. Why? Cool. Oh, I want to know. Okay. No, I, I, I'm, I'm out of sync with you because I, I made a mistake, but I'm, I'm now back. Oh, no. no. Uh, you should have just left well, it sorry. instead of trying to sync up. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. It's, it's, it's Karma Police. It's not, it's Iron Lung. Not that I know that, because we haven't... It's not, it's actually called My Iron Lung, you fucking cunt. Oh, okay. Very aggressive from the Radiohead expert of the podcast. Uh, So so this is My Iron Lung, and it's interesting to me personally to hear all the little subtleties in the guitar sounds uh, and the bass that feel so familiar because this is My Iron Lung. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't. No, you I don't, don't know. No, what I don't I mean. know what because you mean. what I'm saying is that this is my iron lung, and and you can yeah. tell it is. Because so what was the rest of that? Whole what he means is that he can tell no, that no, no, it's no, no, my no, no, iron no. lung because it's it sounds like my iron lung. What I'm saying by Radiohead with like with delay effects and stuff that they're using. There's little imperfections, and you get used to them as you hear a song over the course of 20 years. You become very familiar with all the little moods and motions of a song, and this is my iron lung. This is the album version of my iron lung. Uh, yeah, they weren't getting it right oh. in the studio. So, oh. but they were getting it right on tour. So, right now, you're watching them record the version of My Iron Lung that is on the bends. It is. It is. No, it's exactly the same, isn't it? The vocals are re-recorded. They took the multi-track recording, they redid the vocals, and that's the only thing that's re-recorded. Really, this exact gig? Yes, this exact gig. They adjust the volume and edit some of the stuff that Johnny does later on in the song, but that's it. The rest is exactly the same. I thought you were doing a bit saying I can no. tell this is my iron lung because it sounds like my iron lung by Radiohead. Yeah. Now, but I thought it was. The, I thought it was the same as he read the art. He read yeah. the name on the artwork, and that's how he knows the song. However, that is that's that's amazing. That's so cool. That's insane, right? Yeah, you're watching them record 
one of one of their one of the biggest songs from the band. I mean, yeah, the guitar sound is exactly the one. Yeah. And my opinion on this song is and this slight tempo change and was, yeah. And my opinion is that no, Steve, we're not actually allowed that. This to, is by Radiohead. I, that's my opinion. Oh, okay, that's my opinion right, okay. on it. Uh, yeah, and it's on the Benz. Okay, and they're playing it before the album comes out. That's my it's opinion. Not yet, it's not. Prove it. It's not yet yeah, in the timeline. It isn't on the Benz yet. That's true. Yeah, very true. <sighs> Man, it's just it's it's mad to just it, it, it's just it's just a live take. They just released a live take because they got it so spot on. That's it. Like you said, that they just they record live anyway, and then they'll yeah. do hundreds and hundreds. Well, not hundreds, but loads and loads of takes. Which which they don't do anymore, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, like, some of the more precise songs on In Rainbows. We've had this exact conversation. Oh, we have, we yeah. Have. yeah. So, like, like, like what? So, Weird, Weird Fishes was a live take. Wow. Um, 15 Step would have been a live take. Body Snatchers is definitely a live take. <laughs> like, I don't even think they did any touch-up on the vocals or anything. <laughs> <laughs> But they're yeah the the bulk of what they do is is still always the 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 five and eventually six of them playing in one room. The exception being when things you say six, like, is that when they add the the, the additional drummer? The drummer, yeah, yeah. I excellent. love that. That's the one they add. <laughs> I went to, I went to see Hans Zimmer last week and he had four drummers. Amazing. <laughs> it was great. Were they all members of Radiohead? No, no. Oh, okay. In fact, in fact none three of them, them were members of Radiohead. Oh, right, okay. At that gig, anyway. That he did have a, a guitar shredding wizard, though. <laughs> Sorry? Well, wow. like he was really good he, at it, or...? He was really good at it, and mm. he looked like a wizard. Oh. <laughs> he, had big old, he had a big old white beard, long hair, white wizard. I, wizard man. <laughs> I went to a doom metal gig in Bristol in a pub with about six people, and uh, the, the band came on in cloaks with, and, and basically played the whole set looking downwards. Um, and it was amazing the theatrics of a, of a tiny little room. Um, amazing, yeah, it was something. It was something. We once played a, when I was in a band. We once played a gig uh, in Portsmouth at the Wedgwood Rooms. Yeah, do you remember the Wedgwood Rooms? Yes, yeah, of course. And uh, we played with another band who we dubbed Pathetal. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> they were a metal band, but the frontman and lead guitarist. Was like this little tiny little man, and he didn't suit the music at all. Pathetal. He looked really. Then we called them pathetal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I played uh, the wedge with the band uh, in, in one of my bands when we were definitely underage, and the ge- the venue knew we were underage and gave us a crate of beer backstage. So call you out the don't wedge. Don't implicate them on the podcast. The wedge. Yeah, don't implicate the wedge. Oh my god! Whoever was running the, the wedge. wedge back in. So when gigs used to, to completely turn the blindest of eyes to smoking weed in venues as well. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't a naughty no. boy like you were. I remember literally just standing openly in the wedge smoking a joint. That's mad. And uh, nobody gave a shit. My weed smoking days are upon us rather than historical. Like I, no, I never yeah. used to smoke weed when I was younger. They're, I remember they going are to a, a local. Us. I remember going to a local gig of like local bands. A local uh, gig for local bands. <laughs> a local gig for local bands. <laughs> And uh, and literally remember there was there there was like a there was like a little side there was like a little side room that had like big glass doors and windows, and just and that room just became a complete hot box of just everyone just rolling joints and just like they didn't give the slightest of shit, and I was like right, and now I look back at it I just think how the fuck do they just let people just do that because no one cares in their venue 
because it's just a bit of weed. I remember going back there for, an, for, for another gig like a year later and going to roll a joint openly on like a table and, and immediately the bouncer comes up and is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, well, you were cool last year. <laughs> Maybe it was just the smoking ban. Maybe that's what it was, the smoking ban. This is all pre-smoking ban, I think. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty standard live version of Prove Yourself, right? So do you want to have a guess at the ticket price for this gig? Well, uh, we're on a song eight, we're not really talking 14 about. Eight pounds. Six pound twenty. Ah, Fucking yeah. hell! Imagine yeah. Radiohead was. How much is that in today's money? Let's have a little look. This is nineteen ninety four. Lucas, get that inflation calculator <laughs> oh, out. It's, uh, Here we go. What are we guessing? What are we guessing? The highlights no. of the commentary episode. Six pound twenty back then. I'm going to say eighteen pounds. I'm going to say. Uh, Thirty-five pounds. You know, on- <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> How much again? Six pound twenty. Oh, it's going to be like twenty quid or something, isn't it? What did I say? Eighteen. You said eighteen. Can only, you can only do whole numbers, so I'm going to do six pounds. Okay. okay. Twelve pounds seventy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's only doubled. That's fine. So, imagine paying twelve pounds seventy these days to see Radiohead. <laughs> hey, I bet they would let it imagine happen. Pay, imagine paying twelve pounds seventy these days to see anyone. Yeah, literally anyone. Like, I'm pretty sure how much I paid to go and see you. Yeah, probably. I think I think tickets to me are fifteen quid. You know, I command uh, a premium. Price. <laughs> it just shows it's not just inflation, but it's also just the fucking cost of everything's gone up. Yeah. Isn't it? bloody and greediness hell. on my part as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. bloody yeah. hell. <laughs> to be fair, I think Radiohead would. This is Macquillodora that they've just started playing. What's that? Is what is this? Well, indeed, uh, it's uh, so it's a new song, and it's in contention for the bends. But as you guys know, it's not on it. It's not on the bends. Uh, it ends up as a B side. There's some nice intricate guitar work when it gets quiet, but maybe it feels a little bit closer to Pablo Honey than the rest of the stuff that we've heard so far. I would agree. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard Here's the whole the song yet. Bit. I really like this actually. Oh, I like these little twiddles. Yeah, I thought you'd like yeah. the intricate little stuff. Oh, hello. They are very tight. Really, they, really, as a band. really reminds me of uh, a guitar part that that might be written by Alex Ollis. <laughs> right, which parts? That? He would write a little. <laughs> right, he'd okay, write yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> um, it's a song they'd had for a while. It appeared on like some of the earliest on a Friday demos. They'd played it on the previous oh, tour. <laughs> Sorry, that's what we just talked earlier about doing as well. <laughs> He's going, oh, did you hear that? <laughs> it's a little squeal from Johnny's guitar. Um, they played it on the previous tour, but on this tour it had new lyrics. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's interesting. It's Because you, you've not heard the old lyrics. It's a heavy song. It's quite heavy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then um, a lot of the bends is quite yeah, heavy. That's very true. We can't talk about the bends, we guys. We can't talk about the bends. Uh, why can't we talk about is the bends? next week? Because we're not on that episode. Wait, what? What? We're not on the Benz episode. Lucas, did you have I so little notes? Because I've heard the Benz. <laughs> I've got no notes, Steve. Do you have notes for this? Nope. This thing we're watching and doing a live react nope. to? I was doing a joke about something else. I have We've... I have notes because well, of course I've watched you it do, four times this week. You're not, you're not doing a blind react. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's true. That's do a blind true. react to this, guys, and then you do it, and it's nothing interesting. And then you post it on TikTok. Right. And then it makes its way into my algorithm, and then I have to watch some dross. It's another TikTok. What, you don't like watching people do the TikTok 10? What's that? I don't like watching people... Whenever I get one of those, I'll just click on the video that they're reacting to and watch that myself. Yeah, yeah. so do, do you do the And not the person's face though? taking up a quarter of it, where they're just going, oh, yeah, huh, huh? What's the TikTok <laughs> 10, Adam? 
Have you not come across the TikTok 10? It's just a guy who does 10 trivia questions every day. No. I get, like, movie trivia constantly. Man, everybody's TikTok is so different. So things that I'll see, like, 12 iterations of, I'll think, oh, that must be some kind of big meme, and no one has ever heard of yeah. it. TikTok's are wild. It's the frontier of the memescape. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has personal I memes. I sent you something the other day, Adam, and you said you're the third person to send me this today, and it was about 9am. Yes. Yeah, it was mental. Was it Tom Cruise? <laughs> no, it was... Um, Clips of Danny Dyer put over the backing track to Don't Mug Yourself it's by the so Streets. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah, yeah. good. It's really good. <laughs> it like, actually really drops good. in with a beat and everything. It's so good. It's it's insane how quickly the TikTok algorithm will change on and off of a topic. So I just started getting th- loads of thirst posts, Lovely. which is obviously very popular. All men. Um, yeah, because... And, and it was just... And I literally... all and It was there for like a few days where I was like, all I'm getting is fucking thirst. Yeah, and then all I did was say I don't like this to like three of them, and I've never seen one since. It's oh, immediately yeah. like right, tweak the algorithm, tweak the algorithm, tweak the algorithm. You can you can see it changing in like in like real time. So like I don't even like I didn't even like it. I didn't say I'm not interested in it. I did nothing. I watched just a whole video of someone playing an F1 game that was about a minute and a half long, and then over the next twelve videos, six of them were F1 games. <laughs> was it? Like, it's, it's was crazy. it the one where a guy was doing the commentary to it as he played? Yeah, yeah I yeah. love that guy. Yeah, yeah okay, so, yeah. so we we have seen we're, this guy. Yeah, we're yes. similar. And then all the f- uh, and then, and then you is, if you watch it, <laughs> and if you watch a video to completion, it goes well. You. You enjoyed that, so I'm going to give you more of that. But I watch a lot of them to completion because I'm curious to know where it goes. You I know? get to completion I, really quickly. Yeah, I find it hard to get through a, a whole video before completion. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and what's weird is all the furry furry stuff that keeps coming oh, up. Oh, no, everyone's. okay. This is Vegetable. Oh, yeah, what? <laughs> uh, this is the song by Radiohead. Um, look at him with his big dramatic... Dramatic like, arms. Big Jagger arms. <laughs> yeah, it's very Jagger, isn't uh, it? It really accentuates the REM versus the, pi- uh, the Pixies thing. The quiet bits, very intricate. The loud bits, very loud and aggressive. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think the Pablo Honey songs, kind of great live. Much better live. Yeah, I can see yeah, the energy. Without that sterile studio environment. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling slightly to remember which ones are Pablo Honey and which one's the Benz because I've been listening to the Benz. No, you haven't. <laughs> but if I you've been to. listening to the Benz, then you know what's on the Benz. No, because I can't remember. I, don't know, which I know what's heard, on the Benz so well because I've heard it basically nonstop since Adam's given it to me. Yeah, I think I've listened to it like three times a day since we've had yeah. the playlist. So that'd be a good... Be no, I've been listening to the last couple of days. Uh, Benz. A bit of an interesting one. No, not Stardew the Benz, Valley. Okay. One. I, no, I've been listening to um, Billie Eilish. Have you? <laughs> Have you actually? You've gone on a little hype. Uh, <laughs> because of, because you made our playlist of our top 20. Yeah. And guess what? It's quite good, actually, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The There's collective 19 top, good songs on that top 20. The collective top 20 Billie Eilish songs has got about 19 good songs on it, I reckon. When um, mm. me and my girlfriend were moving. God, I wish When the Party's Over was on there yeah. and not Watch. God, I wish yeah, it was. Yeah, but there you go. Fuck you. Um, when we moved in, uh, my girlfriend just put music on and she put Happier Than Ever on, but then it was on repeat. So that was just basically, I basically heard Happier Than Ever five times while we were moving. It's not, well, just it's the not song? Like, yeah. Oh, on repeat. Not, not the album, which is a, it's a good that album, but not, not the mood. Not the mood. Not the mood. Not the mood. Uh, I've also Fake been listening to uh, the, Lay Miz, the Lay Miz soundtrack. Oh, you're going to see Lay Miz or you've been to no, see No, I went to see it already. Was it good? 
Great. Yeah. Great. Okay, so let's and talk then, about and then, the... And then uh, found myself listening to the soundtrack for it. Oh, sure. Yeah, good. Sure. Why not? Uh, let's talk about the release of this thing. They've just started uh, playing Fake Plastic Trees. Um, another song from the bench. Just quickly, sorry, uh, Adam. Like he says, he says this song's called Flake Plastic Trees," and there's no reaction. Imagine now. No, yeah, like, no one yeah. Cares. He did, Steve. He, Steve, I can promise you, he did not say this song's called "Flake Plastic yeah, Trees." There's no way he did. Actually, but I was going to let it go. They actually, changed it for the, the record, and he did. You can't prove me otherwise. Did you hear that? It's different. They don't have this song yet. Oh like, yeah. Everything comes in a little bit earlier. Um anyway, this this gig filmed on the 27th of May. It's released on VHS on the same day as the Benz. So they obviously didn't tip their hand right. to the general public. It was only if you went to see the gigs that you'd hear the new songs. They then re-released the DVD uh in 2005. It's interesting that they don't have this one yet and it's still in like its embryonic stages. They leave Tom on his own for way less time. There's a bit more going on. It was debuted at the first show, same as a couple of the others, but it's only played five times across the entire tour in little like fits and bursts. So they'll play it two nights running and then not for a few months at all. Right. And it changed each time that they brought it out. So if if you look at bootlegs of the gigs, you can hear them getting closer and closer and closer to what we know Fake Plastic Tree sounds like. And this is like a weird halfway point. It's it's quite cool to see that process happen, and see almost them the yeah, writing definitely. it almost. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I think I think this is uh, really interesting. It was it was it was difficult to uh, sort of um, figure out whether we should watch this one or not, really, because it does spoil a lot of the bends. Mm. But we've <laughs> like, listened to it, so it's fine. We have, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was originally going to try and get some separation, and you weren't going to have heard the bends before we did this, um, which would have been uh, e- even more interesting. Um, but they're obviously a band that just want to get on with new stuff, right? They just want to keep moving rather than dwelling on stuff they've already released. Is that is that does that come up often where they'll be they'll have released an album, they go on tour, and they'll just play stuff on an album that doesn't come out for a year? Um, kind of. Yeah. Um, there's an album where they get really stuck in the middle of recording it, so the producer convinces them to tour it, the album that's not out yet. And they play like somewhere between ten to fourteen new songs every night. <laughs> right. Um, but then also there's things like Kid A, where that wasn't recorded with them all stood in the same room playing at the same time. Right. And so they they released the album and then had to work out how are we going to play this live. Uh, so it depends what kind of mode they're in uh, at the moment. Um, I'm guessing. I'm guessing, Adam. If you go to a gig, you would get a real <laughs> kick out of them playing something new that you've not heard. You would very much enjoy that. Uh, no, when I go to a gig, I mean, it's, yes it is a nice no, little treat, yes but it's no. kind of a bit like you can't. You know, you can only give it one listen, obviously, and then sure, you can't ask them to do it again. You kind of think like, well, I kind of wish this was taken up in the spot with like something I know and and can enjoy because. You're not getting like the the you know the studio version of it, and you only get to hear it once, and and one is not enough times for a song to enter my brain. <laughs> I would immediately forget it. You'd be concentrating so hard that you'd have a hernia, like trying to take it, it, it all in. It depends on the band, I suppose. Right? Yeah. Like, I kind of just expect it from Radiohead. I don't think I've ever been on a tour where they haven't whipped out a song that ends up on the next album or doesn't ever end up on an album ever again. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Depends on how many times you've seen that band. Whether you're so obsessed with the band that you've uh, that hearing anything new is like 
mind-blowing and you're trying to take it in and that, that's exciting, I guess. Whereas if you go yes. see a band that, oh, it's that band that I know a couple of songs of, I'm just going to go see that. And then you, they play a new, it's the new song and everyone goes, oh, fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I, if Radiohead are on tour, I tend to see them two or three times. Adam, do you remember? Because <laughs> they never play the same set list twice. Like, yeah. I'm going to get a new song and then I'll get an old song at the next one or whatever. Who is it? We... But uh, speaking, of, speaking of new songs, though. Yeah. Oh. 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 Just, um, it's just. They, uh, this is just, and they played it all tour because you you just sort of would, wouldn't you? I guess. Yeah. If you've got just, you've got just in your back hanging pocket, around, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess you play it at any chance you get. Talking of uh, songs that, like new songs and stuff when you go see a gig. Adam, what was the gig? We saw a band at Glastonbury together and they said something about a new song and it's quite slow and you were like, <laughs> you sort of shouted, Play a new, really slow one. Like, yeah, that's what we want. I don't think you genuinely shouted it, I, but you said it. Next to me. I love, I love shouting for artists to play new songs at festivals yeah. because they very rarely do yeah. it. I also like uh, when an artist finish, p- finishes playing their first song to start shouting one more song. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. But it's just, Actually, you, know, you just really play a slow <laughs> new one. There's, there's one that's really clever. I've heard it at a few gigs and I've like seen it referenced in like memes and stuff a few times. It's like, I, I think it's quite a, you probably haven't, it's quite a niche one. It's when someone's on stage and someone shouts free bird. Right, yes. That's like a really like, I don't know if you've heard yeah, of that That's one. the roadie, isn't it? Had, kind of roadie. Yeah. yeah. Or chanting yeah. roadie at the roadie. That's, that's yeah. new. Uh, but otherwise Speaking I haven't heard of, of memes, so. <laughs> memes. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> Speaking of new songs at festivals, obviously if you've got Just, you wheel it out. So this was played, they, did, they typically played less new material at their festival appearances this year, but this got wheeled out for Reading and Glastonbury 1994. Um let, let, let we can talk about Glastonbury and 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 Reading because that gives like a decent idea of how big bands are. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So at Glastonbury, they played the other stage, which at this time would have been the enemy stage. Uh, and on the same stage that same day was Oasis, Blur, and Pulp. On the other, so they're stage. Kind all on one stage, of, all on the same day. Yes. So they're kind of peripherally in that rise of Britpop. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Tom is like wearing a football shirt to kind of lampoon that a little bit. Radiohead so, Oasis. Well, hang on, hang on, because here's the lineup. Okay, so Oasis are fourth from bottom. Okay, then it's... What are the Chum- bottom three? Come on, you've got to go them. Doesn't matter. And then it's Chumba Wumba. Is this Glastonbury or, or is this Glastonbury already? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't gloss over that. So it was Oasis. It was Oasis. Chumba Wumba. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. you get knocked down... Then you get up again. Yeah. Got to get right Pulp, back up again. Pulp go after Chumbawamba. Then it's in Spiral Carpets. Yeah. Then it's Radiohead. Then Blur. And then Spiritualized Headline that night on the other stage, on the Sunday night. Just just for comparison, on Friday, on the same stage, Manix are on their Holy Bible tour. That's the era we're, we're, we're kind of in. Um, <laughs> at Reading, Radiohead are on the main stage on the Saturday. And the top five on the main stage on Saturday, it goes Pulp, then Radiohead, then Manic Street Preachers, then Ice Cube, and then Primal Scream. So at this point, Manics are bigger than Radiohead. Um, what stage? Sorry, the one you said, the original one, the Radiohead Glastonbury one, is that yeah. main stage too? No, that is the second biggest stage. The second biggest stage? Who's on the main stage? Uh, what, in 1994? Uh, talk amongst yourselves and I'll tell you. So what? This pro- is a- so- Good version of just yeah, spiritualized headline the other stage. 
Yes, on on the Sunday year. night. Yes, I, just, I mean, I mean, I know. I'm sure it makes sense, but just the idea of Oasis being so much lower than Radiohead, who are only on their first album, but Oasis probably hadn't even they hadn't even released an yeah. album at that point. Yeah, I know, but it's just mental to me because obviously in my brain there, it's more band. mental. That, like, so on, b- bigger on, in terms of like mainstream appeal. On, Adam, on know, the but. pyramid stage, around the time that Radiohead is on, is Jackson Brown, Johnny Cash, James, Lucky Doob, who I've literally never heard of, and then it's headlined by Peter Gabriel. Wow. I mean, yeah. Other acts that year: Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, uh, Rage Against the Machine, Saint Etienne, Dread Zone, uh, Dwight Yoakam. It's headlined by the Levelers and Elvis Costello and the Attractions. It's one of those. I think it's one of those rare years where Elvis Costello headlined two years in a row, or that might be in the eighties. Oh, I can't wow. remember. I I just love looking at old festival lineups. Well, because all those bands that. you said, so you got Pulp, Blur, Manix, Radiohead, Oasis, mm-hmm. like. I They're see all them all as that, now, yeah. But also, Manics. just just they all come as the same. <laughs> yeah, splodge. that's what that's what's interesting yeah. that you say. Like, do you say Manix are like on like their third album, and well, then again, third album, yeah, they're still not ma- like they get more massive next album. They that's mm-hmm. when they kind of explode. Yeah, I just but, find it. But then Radiohead overtake the Manix on the, their next album as well. Do you, do you say this nineteen ninety four? Yes, I'm just looking at Reading on other stages now. What else you've got? Where are Manics? Um, they're playing Stop Whispering, which is a big Steve favourite from, from the this. first album. But this is kind of more in the line of the US mix. It's a bit more atmospheric. They've got a US mix as well, you said this. Yes. yes like the Holy Bible did. We played it yes, in we the did. last Yeah, we did. Episode, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and then this, the, second, the second day of Reading, or the third, third day of Reading, you've got Red Hot Chili Peppers headlining. Ugh. I have no concept of when they were big. Early 90s. Not big. Because they headlined. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> late late 80s as well, though, no? I don't know. That's, yeah. Well, when was... Um, Blood Sugar, Blood sugar Sex, Sex Magic? magic? Is that I don't called? know, mate. I, you're more likely to know than me. It feels like an 80s album. I might be wrong. I think it might be 1990. That's the thing. A lot of those older bands, I just don't really know like when they were big and new and anything i just like no they were like oh they're a band from the 90s that are still around now 91 it came out mm. september 91 91 indeed blood sugar sex magic because blood and sugar do go together mm. like obviously those four words are supposed to be four separate words mm-hmm. that invoke a kind of collage yeah. sort of feeling but blood sugar so, is a real thing so it's like one word which makes me think that sex magic is a real thing oh nice okay yeah blood sugar sex blood sugar magic. sex magic <laughs> is sex just, magic just the name things. of a isn't sex magic also the name of a Justin Timberlake album I don't think so is everyone googling are you talking about love sounds yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, love sounds. Future, future sex, future sex fe- love, love sounds. sounds future sex, sex magic, love sounds. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, blood sugar, future love. But it had sugar, sexy sex back magic on it. <laughs> Sexy back. Mm, yeah. <laughs> what was the first reading? The first reading was nineteen eighty nine. Good year. So we were all born. Who played that? Oh, New Order, The Pogues, and The Mission were the three headlines there. Oh, cool. Uh, butthole surfers played though. So that's <laughs> okay, nice. great, lovely, excellent. <laughs> uh, what a perfectly fine version of uh, Stop Whispering. There's a really weird moment where Tom just says fuck you in the middle of okay. it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if, you, if that's interesting to you or not. Why? If you're not. I don't know. It's, it's very quiet at, at, this, at this moment. Uh, and, and I think it's to lead into a big ending. You know, they want a big ending uh, for the song because of what they do with the end of this song, uh, which is nominally interesting. Have we missed the fuck you? <laughs> nominally. No, there it is. Yeah. Bizarre. 
<laughs> oh, okay. That's a strobe. Lots of strobes. I mean, uh, uncomfortable. I mean, saying fuck you is very punk, isn't it? Because it is very punk. Because it's yeah. naughty. It is naughty. Although this was the nineties. I've gone off on a tangent now of looking yeah. at Reading lineups. Over okay. The years. Yeah. Just looking at who played with Radiohead when they played when they headline ultimately. Which I'm sure uh, we'll get into. Kings and Leon? Was that one of them? Kings and Leon were one of the other headliners. Well, that's yeah. another band that has a song that they want to distance themselves from, right? They did that that year. They played, sex on, they played Sex on <laughs> Fire really early that gig. And then he pulled a strop because he, the, cloud, the crowd clearly dispersed. And pigeons shat all over them. Sorry? Was that Reading? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was another festival. I didn't realise that oh, was Reading. Have I, make, have I mushed them up in my head? I wasn't aware of a pigeon situation. There was pigeons was in the... Of of uh, D- Ben Tom Jeg Jed Followill, what's his name? Followill is his surname, isn't it? They're all cousins or something. Yeah, Jed Followill, uh, pulling a strop because they played Sex on Fire like midway through the set, and then everyone was sure. like, "Off we go." Steve, you love a car crash ending, uh, yeah? That we're getting on stop whistling, but they do something slightly interesting with it here because they transition into the next song. <laughs> Sorry, I had to look up the pigeons thing and the. Oh, that's a lovely little transition, it's isn't it? It's a great it? transition. Yeah. And the first bit of silence here is great. Oh. Very satisfying. <laughs> yeah. But from a lovely bit of bass. And there's, there's Johnny doing his, his guitar stuff. What is he up to? Tom's doing something weird as well. He's just detuning, right? Honestly, I look at the Reading 2009 like uh, set list, not set list, like a lineup, and to me, that's the size that bands are forever now. When we were talking about, I think it was like season one, we we're talking about like you talked about someone, and I was like, but they're like the sort of band that would support Block Party, mm, right? And you were like, nope, they'll fill an arena any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't remember who that band was. It was like Foles, Foles. or someone. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, but they're tiny. So I looked up the Kings of Leon Pigeon thing, and the first thing that comes out <laughs> of the title is Kings of Leon abandoned gig after Pigeon shits in bassist's mouth. And the picture they've yeah. used is a promo picture of them ne- looking concerned next to an eagle, which is great. Okay. Hold on, en- enemy. I don't think Adam cares about this anymore. <laughs> what, the podcast? <laughs> I think Adam's gone off the subject of Reading lineups and shit. No, I'll, I'll happily talk about Reading lineups. The but thing not is, shit. Like, those, two th- those bands that headlined 2009, they would all still headline Reading if they were offered. Yeah, it's like, more of like, like, the band that you see like second from top on the second stage. But now they're big, but right. I don't know that. To me, they're still, yeah. Mm. Mm. Arctic Monkeys are apparently doing a stadium tour next year. Oh, yeah? Hello. Well, apparently I've seen which... Arctic Monkeys twice, which I've obviously forgotten about, because they were the other headliner of that Radiohead year. It was Arctic Monkeys, Kings Leon and Radiohead. That's a shit lineup. Isn't it? Well, I was going to say, it's not very eclectic, is it, in terms no. of like But then it's style. Reading, right? Like Reading only recently started inviting women into, in, onto the stages. So it's, yeah, but they know, did at least but... used to do, they'd have like a, an indie and then a heavy and then like a, maybe an oldie or something like that, you know? Like they do, they would try and at least be mildly different. Yeah, but now they have at least that two women. That wannabe is the worst one yet. Oh. Like oh. Razor Light and Chili Peppers <laughs> and Smashing Pumpkins, you know? Yeah, this song doesn't do much more live, does it? I mean, it's I mean, it's more energetic and it kind of fits the live. It enables more. them to have a big uh, kind of end of the f- of the first portion of the set. But then, like the actual song itself, doesn't lead doesn't. Mm. 
Right, I think that's what we said about it on the yeah. record, right? It's like the song itself is pretty shit. Yeah. If the world does turn and if London burns, I'll be standing on a beach with my guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, Still don't mind it, mate. It's nothing. Still don't mind yeah, it. Yeah, it's just... Okay, fine. Still fine. don't mind it. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, this is cool because you get to see Johnny doing his Mad Johnny stuff. Uh, because Johnny is a maniac. Yeah, I don't know if you've been paying much attention to him, like uh, over the course Ooh, of this. Oh, I like this sound. Thing, Sorry, he stops pointing out things. He's insane. He's an insane guitarist. There he's playing with like the kill switch and everything. He's a member of Kill Switch. Did you hear the yeah, guitar yeah. then? Like the crazy frog. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. I used to have a guitar that had a kill switch, and even though I can't play guitar, I loved playing with that. Oh, it's great. So, yeah. I'll be like, I'm Tom Morello now. <laughs> Is it literally <laughs> something get that... A bit of ba- get a battery and slide it along, because I didn't have a slide. So sure. just get a battery and slide along. As a pleb, as a plebman, um, mm. what is a kill switch? So it literally just it stops cuts off all sound coming from the so guitar. So if you had like yeah. distortion, if you just played one chord, it would... Like that. If you were yeah. pressing it. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. So like Johnny's it. making it going, and uh, oh, Ed just unbuttoned it's his shirt all the way down, and his abs are out. <laughs> Big note for that on my, on my <laughs> notes here. <laughs> he looks like a pirate. <laughs> he looks like he's in like a uh, Wuthering Heights. Oh you know? yes, I can imagine him out on the misty moors. Yeah. Slightly longer hair, and oh, he's on the front of a romance it's this novel. One. It, it is this one. It's this Can you one. remember what it's called? Hang on. You, you might I could be- sing it. I could, like, hum it. Yeah, unfortunately, the title is not in any of the lyrics. <laughs> Street Spirit, by the way. What? It is. It's, yeah, okay. Well, Steve ruined the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? What was uh, it? Street Spirit, parenthesis, fade out. Mm. Guess what? Never, Never would have got, got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, this absolutely could not fit on Pablo Honey, right? No, not at all. Like, yeah, absolutely. There's nowhere on Pablo Honey for this to go. Uh, except for the um, next album. Oh, yeah, that's where that it famously, fits. Next album, next album, not on Pablo Honey. Just just hmm. to spoil next week's episode a little bit, this is like one of those songs where like I'm like, oh, I totally know that song and I could never have told you whether it's what album. All I right. knew is it's Before in Rainbows yeah. and I know it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Which usually means you like it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Li- I don't go about listening to yeah. songs I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you do on this podcast quite often. Well, I'm forced to. <laughs> and obviously, when I have to support one of you in one of your projects in some way. Yes, of course. Uh, this is the only song tonight uh, that features an additional musician oh. who they've cruelly they've cruelly hidden her behind Johnny somewhere. They don't cut to her. They don't show her. But she, uh, Diane Swan, plays the keys on this song she doesn't do that on any other tour and it may actually have just been just this gig because it was being recorded uh later on uh, and in fact by the next tour johnny comes up with a way to just play both at the same time yeah fair enough of course he does yeah yeah <laughs> he invents he just plays the keyboard and the uh and the guitar part just on he invents lonesome. a new element and then uh, yeah. that's what powers the machine yeah. that he then constructs. It's actually really simple, and it's surprising. Oh, is it his uh, foot? Surprising how simple is it, his it is. No, no, no. He plays the he plays the uh, keyboard with the headstock of his yes, guitar. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> while he's uh, while he's playing it. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! 
Uh, magnificent song. Just to tip my hand a little bit in, in whether or not I like this song. <gasps> this is such... Um, and I, I think putting it with all of these, all of the heavier songs from the Benz and all of the stuff from Pablo Honey that we've heard in this gig, this is such like a huge like leap forward. Mm. You, you mean in it's, their career almost? Like as in it sounds yeah. a lot more like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I want to talk about the Benz and I'm not going to... We'll talk about the Benz. We'll talk about the Benz next week, next my friend. Next week, my friend. We'll talk about the Benz next week. What, the condition? Uh, but this is another song that they uh, just have, right? Like, all the all the rehearsing and stuff just really pays off because they have this song nailed. It sounds exactly like this on, on the record. Yeah. Really I'll tell you what, the, the, the next song really fucks up the majesty of this song <laughs> okay this is such a nice like so soft what off pablo honey they do a cover of karma chameleon <laughs> and they, uh, the next commentary episode we do i've got a great cover to show you we're gonna yeah we're gonna tidy up we're, we're gonna do what we do on this one where i'm gonna show you like a video after the actual gig to tidy up something okay but the the one for the next one i've got a great cover you're gonna love it lucas and steve you're gonna love it Possibly for the same reason, but also maybe for different reasons. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's not a cover of Karma Chameleon. And any other guesses? Uh, Karma Police. It's not Karma Police. Mm. It's none of the. It's not Karma Coma either okay. by Massive Attack. Okay. It's none of the Karma based okay. songs. Uh, I haven't a clue. Is it a cover of The Police? Yeah. Is yes. it Roxanne? Is it the other song? bit of the song? <laughs> have you heard the cover? Have you heard the version of Roxanne? Uh, the that, what? Uh, Roxanne. That's the only one. I have know. you heard the cover of Roxanne? <laughs> or the, the version of Roxanne where they just said the vocals just, just rocks. rocks. It's great. Yes, rocks. I have. Dun, I have. Dun. <laughs> 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 hey, look! They've got their logo up on the on the back there. The, the, oh, the R, lowercase R. A really yeah. exciting logo of an, an R. R because that's the first letter in Radiohead. Dedicated to members of the press, as it always has been. What does that even mean? Here we go. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. I do. So so pop, pop is dead. dead. Yeah. And instantly you've forgotten about Street Spirit yeah. because you're locked into the horrendous visage that is hey man. <laughs> pop is hey dead. Man. But the crowd love it. They're bouncing. Yeah, because it's great. They absolutely love it. It's a good song. It's not great. It's a great song. <laughs> I tell you what, this live performance, right, does make me think that Johnny Johnny's part is quite good. This bit. Uh, I quite like that. The, uh, the... <laughs> I mean, what my favourite thing about this version of it is that it's, mu- it's so much longer than the recorded version. Oh, is it? <laughs> and why? It doesn't need to be longer. It needs they to be shorter. They really extend the outro, Lucas. Uh, I mean, I think something we'll learn over the season as a whole is that Radiohead are basically just a jam band. Yeah. You know, like Fish. <laughs> and Pearl no. Jam and stuff no, like I don't. that. They're like, like they're like jam Chili bands. peppers are a bit like that on stage. They well, yeah. They just didn't jam. they used to play with fish a lot, right? Mainly guitars and drums, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. From yeah. hearing yeah. them, I never went to see them at Reading because when I went to Reading with Lucas, we would just go to the camp and smoke weed, and uh, we didn't. Sounds we shit. missed what year did Chili Peppers we play that we went? Chili Peppers. We stayed right? back at the camp. We could hear them though, and it was just one right. long jam. Like they never stopped anything. It just sort of yeah. slowly went into each other's into the song. Yeah, just for ten minutes, they just went. Can't stop. Can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Can't stop. Good. Um. I yeah. I must have literally watched Arcade Fire 
and then gone, that'll hey, do. Hey, man, I saw them that year and they were fantastic. Let's go and not even see any headliner because I definitely didn't see the... Oh, no, I would have gone to see Tim Minchin, I think. Oh. On the comedy stage. That's a bleak evening, isn't it? Because I did not see The View, Hot Hot Heat or Uncle. Oh, Hot Hot oh, Heat. Oh, Uncle. I'd have gone to see Uncle. Um, talking about intention. Tom York did a song Intention like. in music and sets. The reason they did that after that was deliberately to to cause some sort of friction between the last song and that song. So it, Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last yeah. song's called Blowout, which is the last song on Pablo Honey. My knowledge of Indeed. songs this season is better. Unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. It's better when you've only got one album to remember. But, like, I never thought I'd know individual radio head songs. That doesn't make sense. I've said it out loud. Oh, look at Tom and Johnny just hanging out and chatting. I should write some fan fiction, really. Yeah? I don't think anyone's done that, so that should be good. Just like Tom and Johnny, like, sucking each other off or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. (laughs) Or whatever. You know, I'm pretty sure there's loads of stuff out there like that. I think. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I've heard. But if there, is, if there is, Adam, you'd tell me if there was, wouldn't you? And I don't know, just like, yeah. just so I can sort That's of go look at that and go, oh, what, oh, what am I reading yeah. for 600 well, pages? What am I reading? Yeah. For... Yeah. Then just send yeah. me that so I can take the piss out of it on my own. What am I exclusively with my reading hand. these days? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, your favourite song of Pablo Honey, right? And I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, except maybe for the creep of it all. Did any of us pick creep? The creep of it all. We didn't do we as our favourites. Yeah, I did. Oh, I did yeah. creep and, and this. Yeah. Exist- creep is so that right? for life. Yeah, right? uh, no, I think I did. Yeah. I think I did this and um, might have been you. It might have been Lurgy. It might have been Lurgy. Oh, it was Lurgy, I think. Yeah, mm? it might have been Lurgy. Now, Ed- and of course, of course, you would put this at the end of the gig, right? Because it's the last song. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Ed was singing backing vocals, and he didn't say Ed. Uh, they had to uh, like overdub it. Right, that's actually Tom live. It was actually you know, like how, yes. yeah. So you know how um, Muse overdubbed one of the long notes that Matt couldn't hear. Yeah. They've done exactly the same here, and you know how they put CGI in the drones yeah, yeah. tour thing. They've CGI'd um, Ed's lips, right? Because live, you to went, make it look Ed, like he's Ed, not Ed, saying Ed, 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 Ed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they've, and they they actually got in Harrison Ford's son to do the just <laughs> just do the mouth. That's so niche to, for, for Ed. So niche. <laughs> <laughs> they could have had anyone to do it but they chose him yeah. <laughs> long history of doing yeah. it you know <laughs> oh man oh look there's Johnny's face and he's having a whale of a time <laughs> there's Johnny's face hey this is a good gig it's cool right yeah. like I would totally go see 90s Radiohead yeah. like early Radiohead it seems like a laugh it doesn't seem a nearly laugh. as. It doesn't uh, seem like a laugh. <laughs> I mean, it seems like more of a laugh than like OK Computer era Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess a lot of Radiohead when compared... you see them live now is listening to a lot of drone noise. I right? mean, compared to the moon-shaped pool tour, this is like a fucking birthday party, mate. <laughs> that was a really depressing gig. It's the one I was supposed to go to, right? I think. No, yours was the King of Limbs. You did try and get tickets for a moonshape pool, but they, they refused to play anywhere other than the Roundhouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we had to, but they played like five scramble. nights, right? They did like five three. nights at the Roundhouse. Three, yeah. yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, three, yeah. Yeah, three's a new five, so five. <laughs> Down is a new up. 
Red is the new black. Uh, what what venue are we trying to get Muse tickets from tomorrow again? The Eventim Apollo, is it? Is it the Apollo? Is that just the Hammersmith Apollo? Yeah. That's on the slopey floor, right? Uh, no, that's the Academy. Uh, no, the Apollo might as well. It's the Hammersmith Apollo, yeah. the Brixton Apollo, Academy yeah. has slopey floor. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Brixton Academy. Uh, yes, you are. I went to that recently to see Idols. Idols. And that had the slopey floor. Have I even been to Hammersmith Apollo? But, but the Hammersmith Apollo does, does have, like, it does have stalls seating in the same way that Academy used to. So it could be that the floor is sloped. I don't think I've ever been... Oh, wait. I went to see Father John Misty at the event in Apollo, and it I think it is sloped slightly, yes. Hmm... Uh, I love this extended it's big old jam. Uh, isn't it? Oh, this is cool. I mean, Johnny going. He's O two Academy Brixton. He's really shredding. So, which venue do we think it is? Hammersmith Apollo. Yeah. So it's not the O two Academy Brixton. No, because no, it's the one I keep mixing up with. Because that is definitely the one with the slope floor. O two Academy Brixton. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw Arcade Fire there in two thousand and seven. Apollo might have a slopey floor. We can't remember. We've, I've never been to the Hammersmith this Apollo. This venue, the Astoria, didn't have a slopey floor. No. But I've it no the, longer exists. I've been to the Astoria once. I saw Angels and Airwaves there. Wow. That, so uh, when, when did it get torn down? Like 2010 uh, Their first or ever right? gig ever. Really? Ever. As a band. Tom DeLonge's post-Blink-182 uh, band, yeah. Angels and Airwaves. I saw their first ever gig. They're touring, was, they were touring recently or they're about was, to tour, right? It was fine. Uh, what? Who? Angels and Airwaves? Yeah. No fucking I idea. saw them at Reading oh, and they okay. got booed. They were shit. Uh, they were so good, shit. Well, I like that album. I like that first album. Oh, they closed it on the 15th of January 2009, the Astoria. Incidentally, this is the same venue uh, where Richie played his last ever gigs with the Manic Street Preachers. Oh, right. The one where everyone's ears bled. Everyone got nosebleeds because of how loud yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah, not good for you. Not Turns out, you. yeah. Yeah. Have I... I'm just going to wind me up now. I don't know if I've been to the Amersmith Apollo or not, guys. Uh, why is that going to wind you up? Because it annoys me. Mm. I want to know. <laughs> I wanna That's the end of the show. Uh, a big uh, a big rock and roll ending from the lads from Radio. <laughs> yeah. Absolute boys. Uh, what did you guys think of that? Was that what you were expecting? Not what you were expecting? Well, tell me, tell me, tell me. It was it's about exactly what I was expecting. Yeah, same. But in what but way? I enjoyed the energy of it all because, like, the earlier songs are a bit more rock and roll, aren't they? Rather than <laughs> the later ones, uh, rock, rock, and, and indeed roll. Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was energetic and raw. Is a good word. Mm. It's not well. It is tight, yeah. but in a loose way. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, they're kind of like a jam band. Yeah. They're all incredibly like competent musicians, but they do quite loose compositional stuff with yeah. them. Um, guys, in the chat, I've sent you another link. Here we go. Uh, I, th- I think this is going to be cool. We're going to start doing this commentary episodes where we're just going to have like a cup, maybe a video or two at the oh, end, just this. something else from the same era that adds to the story of Radiohead. Make sure it doesn't play. Um, make sure you, you know have it uh, at the beginning and, and we'll do three two one play because there's just some stuff that i should set up we well, I did didn't press mention... it i didn't press play good good we did mention uh this on the last episode it is of course their performance of anyone can play guitar on mtv's beach house uh it's part of their spring break <clears throat> coverage we did a pretty good description of it in the last one um so it's it's them playing 
for, for, for television. However, I should point out the beginning of the video, right, of this mm. video. So when they were in the studio, they played Creep. That's what the, the producers wanted them to play was Creep. And then after they finished Creep, they played this by surprise and the producers weren't ready and neither were the cameramen. So the beginning of this video is a montage uh, and also the recorded version of Anyone Can Play Guitar, yeah. uh, j- just so we have the whole song. Okay. And then after a few seconds or so, um, it changes to the footage of the actual performance and the actual live performance. <laughs> okay. I will warn you, the change to the live version is alarming. Okay. It sounds a fucking mess already. Is what it's, it is. it's genuinely alarming. Okay, are we ready? Three, two, one, play. 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 Okay, so there you go. Look, we've got black and white footage from them. Oh, it's so like MTV. Creep, right? Yeah, and it's super MTV in the 90s. And this is obviously the recorded version uh, of, of Anyone Can Play Guitar. It's the same beginning. Um even the kick in, like they haven't started recording them yet. But here they come. We're going to fade in. It sounds awful. Oh, it, oh. It, is it? <laughs> it's a different note, isn't it? <laughs> it's terrible. It's absolutely awful. Okay, I hate his yeah. ponytail. Yeah. So somehow they all look awful. But you're right. right Ed is wearing the same shirt. <laughs> yeah. Look at Johnny. Johnny's oh, wearing a child's outfit. You've got the circular glasses on Tom York, who's got really long blonde hair. And he's dressed. I sent a picture in the group chat. He's dressed exactly like Kurt yeah. Cobain. He's got the black and white striped T-shirt, the long hair, the sunglasses, everything. But it, it's um, when people... Colin looks like a lesbian aunt. <laughs> and his, and his, his, his blonde hair's gone yellow. Well, that's yellow it. It's the it yellow when you, when you haven't actually, like got it properly done and you've just done a box bleach and it goes orangey nothing yellow. is mixed nothing is mixed it properly. sounds shit yeah Ooh. it's awful it's awful can you even hear johnny no, no. i can barely hear a, a rumble of a rhythm i can just hear some ride and tom yeah <laughs> both drums famously ride and tom yeah well one's a oh, symbol yeah. i suppose yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's good. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like when you go see a but band so far, at a, lo- a really like a bad local pub, and and it's yeah, mixed and worse, really and it's just bad. vocals and drums, yeah. And look at all of the excited students who just want to have a nice time, but they're confronted with this. There's a, there's a couple of guys who are enjoying it, and that's it. <laughs> I think they're really high. Yeah. <laughs> so far, though, a pretty rote version of anyone can play guitar, and it's really in the second verse where Tom York steps up uh, what he's going to do with this performance so he wants to be Jim Morrison he's going to take his hair down because obviously oh, yeah. the grow my hair so sunglasses off. here it is he could be more like John Morrison he describes John Jim Morrison, Morrison. <laughs> he sounds awful fat ugly dead yeah there it is fat ugly yeah. dead uh, that's how he describes yeah. Jim Morrison and he's really giving it the all uh, there's the big Doc Martens that you can see on his face. Oh, oh yeah, it's right run. in the oh. camera. And there's the big oh. scream, and it keeps going. Oh my god. <laughs> this is nothing like the other show. What's going on? When when he stops screaming, he looks so embarrassed. <laughs> is this like a is this like a is this like a statement? I don't know. Yeah. Like I they think don't so. like that having to play on MTV for a bunch of students, so they just try and do this. Because he's so <laughs> out of breath in the camera though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's absolutely awful. 
You know when I said the song. Play guitar. You know I said the song's all right. This is ruining Once it. Once again, he's got in the pool. He's in. There we go. He's in the pool. Right. This is where he nearly dies. Now, right. He, Someone just got so out of the way. Yeah. Now that? look. He he can't he can't get out of the water because his shoes are too heavy. The camera has now cut away from him, and this is. Well, I mean, we see some Johnny Greenwood guitar abuse, but Tom is currently drowning <laughs> <laughs> because the weight of his top mind is pulling him to the bottom of the pool. Did you see that oh member of the God. audience who was near him, and he just sort of went, "Oh no, I'm out, I'm out, yeah. no, fuck that." this. <laughs> oh, he's out. And there he is. He's talking to the security guy. Uh, and then the rest of the band sort of sheepishly leave the stage. I love Phil the they're that. in all denim. Oh, Colin's Colin's is going, Where's Tom? <laughs> I love that Mr. Bassist, I can't remember his name. Colin, we just Colin. Uh, Once again, just stood by the drummer, I can't remember his name. Uh, Phil. And just still, like, just once again, he's just like stationary next to the drummer. Just Yeah, that's his ultimate power. It's, it's, <laughs> he's an un- unbelievably it's his final form. person. He's so stoic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's it. I hated uh, it. That was Adam. That was shit. Hey, was the gig was great. That video has ruined that song for me, and I hate that song now. Can I go back and put it in my but least favorites? Isn't it? Isn't it interesting that that is the Radiohead that that do in Rainbows, and that's the Radiohead that do a Moonshape Pool and all these like really tasteful da, albums. Da, 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 da. Oh. <laughs> Fat ugly. <laughs> fat, Hashtag fat ugly. There's, there's three things we know about Jim well, Morrison. Four. He's four. fat. Stop. He's ugly and he's dead. And he, he's got long hair. <laughs> he's got long hair. So let's he's, reiterate. He's so he's, he's grown his hair. He's, he's fat. Yeah. He's ugly. <laughs> and ugly. he's dead. <laughs> and he's dead. <laughs> That's what we know. <laughs> and that really angers Tom York. Yeah. <laughs> he gets really angry ah, about that. Scream really. and then, yeah. it, it makes him want to drown himself. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I it's think... the fact that he didn't jump in the pool. He, he did died. He died. He died. Like a, like a... <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the video of the guy that dives in the pool in a Spider-Man outfit and then realizes he's immediately waterboarding? Yeah. And it's yes, a full it's body terrifying. thing, so he has to take. Yeah, it's horrible. <sighs> um, I'm going to ask you a question, but I think maybe we should exclude that video of anyone complaining. No, nope, we've got to include Guys, everything we've seen. Was that music all of the stuff that we heard and discussed, apart from maybe that? No, nope. we've well got to include the last bit, and because right. that's included, the answer is no. Okay. Well, I'm going to go in the middle <laughs> and put a maybe, a bloody maybe. Oh, well, I'm going to say that yes, it absolutely, it absolutely was. Oh. I think it was all music. Some of it wasn't great, but. Do we have time before we go for an email? Hey. Mm. Yeah. Okay, great. Because Edward Clapton has emailed in saying, it's not Eric Clapton. Okay. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you got excited. It's fine. He says, hello Some there. racist tirade. Big mates. <laughs> I'm getting in touch more as a thank you uh, more than anything. I've been a Muse fan for pretty much as far back as I can remember, with my mum introducing me to showbiz at an early age. Last December, I finished my MSc in sound engineering and fell into a bit of a depression due to the massive hole that had been left in my life after... It was during this time, sometime after Christmas, I began listening to the podcast after hearing about it on Twitter. It was a brilliant distraction. It made me realise how much I missed learning about, talking about and writing about music. It also helped me realise I didn't have to do something to reach an end goal, but just because I enjoy doing it. With this in mind, I decided to start a blog where I write about albums that I love. I began with the Gorillaz debut album as it was the first album I found myself interested in that wasn't tied to my parents' taste in music. However, I'm currently writing about the first album I ever bought myself. 
The Resistance. I very much enjoyed listening to the episodes on this album and have enjoyed comparing my views of it to the three of yours. If you fancied having a look, it's at the link below. So, I mean, it's a, it's a confusing uh, website name. Eggy Jeff's Music Archive dot mm. WordPress dot com. So it's okay. Eggy mm. E double G Y Jeff's G O F S G E O F S Music Archive dot WordPress dot com. Uh, but all in all, I love the podcast and I've even started listening to some Manic Street Preachers after hearing about the first season in anticipation to go back and listen to season one after season two. I've enjoyed discovering this band so much, I think the Ultra Vivid Lament may even take my top albums of the year. I'll stop waffling now and get to the point of just thanking you all for the entertainment and laughs you provided. Sincerely, Edward. Edward, that is a very nice email. Thank you uh, very much. It's interesting. I'm always interested when Muse and perhaps Billie Eilish listeners uh, go back to listen to the Mannix. Uh, I'm also interested when Mannix listeners become trapped in the podcast and they have to listen <laughs> to. <laughs> to, to like Billie Eilish and Muse and, and Radiohead. Yeah. Um, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Our next episode is out next Monday and we'll start our track by track deep dive into the recording context, legacy, and songs of Radiohead's second album the Benz. But before that, come and talk to us. Tell us what you think of their performance at the Astoria. Tell us what you think of that incredible video of their performance of Anyone Can Play Guitar on MTV's Beach House. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you think of this episode, of anything that we've talked about today, especially old Reading lineups. Lucas, I'll forward any tweets about old Reading lineups to you because I know that's your bailiwick. Uh, we do love my, hearing... Sorry, my what? Yeah, your what? Your bailiwick. Mm. We don't have time. We don't have nah, time. what's that, Adam? Well, Find I... us on Twitter... <laughs> At what is music pod, Instagram, what is music pod, TikTok, what is music, due to a clerical error. And if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer and have us read it out on the show in the same way that Edward uh, did, you can email us, what is music pod at gmail.com. And there's also a couple of ways uh, you can support us other than listening if you'd like to. One is to buy our merchandise. And if you go to what is music you'll find some stupid designs and one cool one. And we've got some Radiohead specific stuff and season specific stuff. And it's all there. It's like a big archive of everything we've ever sort of released. Uh, if you'd like to just chuck us a few quid rather than getting our merchandise, you can go to coffee.com, which is ko fi.com slash what is music. All donations are really gratefully received and go towards our running cost uh, and that about does it thank you again for listening but before you go please don't leave me high don't leave me bye bye a bailiwick is yeah, usually the area of justification jurisdiction of a bailiff so it's like my area of jurisdiction you're saying that that's my area yeah. of jurisdiction yeah yeah bye <laughs> <laughs>